0: Recording, recording. Go, 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 go!
1: I think you could determine if it's working without yelling at the mic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's more fun to yell at it, Sam.
1: Can't argue with that.
0: I wanted to see the little spikes. Well, we
1: have to get our small pleasures where we can.
0: and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it.
1: Yes, Danielle, that's me. An experience like a brand new t-shirt you have to throw into the wash before you wear it.
0: Yes, exactly like that. (laughs) Do you have the new t-shirt smell, Sam?
1: No, no, that's why you gotta wash me, Danielle. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Okay, well... Anyway, what Sam doesn't know today is that I'm going to do a book.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. A book. A, hey. a book a book retorts? Uh, I never.
0: I mean, we hit some movies sometimes. Is the book
1: called, perchance, Endymion? It's really not. Okay. Well, that's the next Hyperion book, so I was just getting ahead of me. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. How
0: messed up would it have been if I decided just to jump ahead to the third Hyperion book to mess with you? I was really
1: hoping. That'd be amazing. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm going to take this curse and I'm going to own it. <laughs>
0: Just to mess with you. All right. No, I would what love we're you doing. To do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Though you probably don't
1: remember it well enough, so you for... I could probably do that. All right. Well, what what is this amazing mystery book that is not a Dan Simmons novel, Danielle?
0: Okay. I don't know if it's an amazing mystery book, but it is a book that is more in my genre than yours. And it is a 1990s book by Carolyn B. Cooney called The Face on the
1: Milk Carton. Okay. Let me just take a stab at this one, Danielle, just uh-huh. knowing the title. Uh-huh. It's about a face on a milk carton. Good job, good job. Is it about – oh, I think I have some vague recollection of, like, it feels like a Lifetime movie kind of thing.
0: Sure. I mean, that was Carolyn B. Cootie, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have no idea. I, mean, I may be confused of, like, maybe a, a, a some other kind of gag. Was it, like, somebody who sees their face on milk carton like, realize they've been kidnapped or something?
0: Absolutely. Do you remember in the 90s, Sam, that there used to be faces on milk cartons of kidnapped children?
1: Yes, this is all this is what I remember. It's, that's right. literally everything I know about this book is that Perfect. it's about... That's yeah.
0: pretty It's a pretty well-known book. It was very famous in the 90s. Never Definitely read it, read it in the 90s. Nope. Sam hasn't read anything from the 90s. <laughs> not true.
1: I read a lot of things from the 90s that were just not what you would be re- reading, Danielle.
0: <laughs> but The Face on the Milk Carton is actually the first part of, I think it's a four-part series. It's a
1: quadrology?
0: Yeah, and I don't know if I'm gonna do the other ones. We'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, I feel like the first one—it's not—it's absolutely not a standalone. It does end on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but I feel like it's weird enough to suffice. So
1: you're gonna leave me on a cliffhanger, Danielle. Yes. Ooh, it better be a cliffhanger that doesn't leave me wanting more.
0: But yes, that's not what cliffhangers do at all.
1: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying, Danielle. We'll see. Don't make me angry. <laughs>
0: I enjoy doing like the first parts of things for you, Sam. Which, you which just just saying,
1: Danielle, in so many words, you have no follow through. Yeah, you have not yes. the stamina to do twenty five episodes of Hyperion.
0: Well, you'll see how you feel about this at the end. If you really want to know what happens in the next one, I'm happy to continue on in the series.
1: They're all weird. I might mean, take it back. You do know have the stamina to do like thirty five crab books if you had a, if you if you had the option. So I, I absolutely would. Yeah. So you know, I take it back. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> do you feel like you want a summary for this book, or do you just got the, that was pretty much the just the summary,
1: Sam. No, I want to see what what you what one sentence summary you managed to dig up for me, Danielle. I
0: didn't. I actually, I almost did because there is a, a movie version of this. I almost just did an IMDb. That's where I think blind. I know it from.
1: That's, <laughs> I don't know it from the book. I know it from the movie. That's what, <laughs> that's like I an image in my head.
0: Right. And so I actually took the book summary, but it doesn't really tell you that much more. I can send it to you.
1: Yeah. You know, Danielle, I feel like I don't want to deprive you of me having to read this, whatever weird stanzas you have curated for me on this book. Well, there you go. No one ever really paid close attention to the faces of the missing children on the milk cartons so i guess they fail at their entire purpose
0: oh uh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> i'm sure that's not true everybody glances at them. i wonder what I mean, the success yeah. rate was for milk cartons
1: probably not great then if it was still if it was such a successful program i guess they would keep doing it is my point well we don't have milk cartons anymore really what do you think milk comes in bags that's canada <laughs> They have,
0: they're like plastic. They don't have pictures and stuff. I guess I could put pictures on. They
1: them. still but have why they it. Cardboard milk cartons. What
0: are you talking okay, about? Okay. After this, I will Google the history of kidnapped children on milk cartons. Anyway, please continue, like, listeners. Oat milk, <laughs>
1: almond milk. Those all come on cartons. Like there are even more milk cartons and Catch different two. kinds of milk.
0: <laughs> just on the soy milk cartons, we'll have
1: kidnapped <laughs> children. <laughs> oh oh no. <laughs>
0: Continue I'm just saying, on. Amber
1: Alerts way better. Yeah, way better. Although they don't give you a picture, so I guess that is one failing. They should include pictures in Amber Alerts. I just thought of that. Anyway, get their on text that.
0: messages. They could.
1: Yeah, I mean, that seems like it'd be a great idea. Why don't we ever? Uh, okay, we're getting <laughs> off track here. This is not the same. Daniel complaining about society's one ills. One
0: sentence into the summary, just keep going. <laughs>
1: uh, oh look, I think this character is named by Stan Lee because it says, <laughs> "But as Jamie Johnson." friend of <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Glanced at the face of the ordinary little girl with her hair and tight pigtails wearing a dress with a narrow white collar, a three-year-old who had been kidnapped 12 years before from a shopping mall in New Jersey. Of course, it's Jersey. <laughs> I'm obligated to say that. She felt overcome with shock. She recognized the little girl. It was she. Her? Herself? <laughs>
0: I didn't think it was wrong until you said it out loud, and then I was like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it might not, it might It might be grammatically correct, but it doesn't sound right. And as we all know, language is supposed to be whatever the communication style of the native speakers is correct, not whatever arbitrary grammar well, people try to pull Well, maybe in 1990, this was, like, the thing. <laughs> it was she. How could it possibly be true? Janie can't believe that her loving parents kidnapped her. But as she begins to piece things together, like... That she doesn't look like them at all? Nothing makes (laughs) sense. Something is terribly wrong. Are Mr. and Mrs. Johnson really her... Does she call him Mr. and Mrs. Johnson? Because that's clue number one. No. (laughs) And if not, who is Janie Johnson? But we'll find out on the face on the milk carton. All right. Ready? Are you ready for this, Oh, Danielle, I'm so excited to hear how Janie Johnson deals with her milk carton-induced existential crisis.
0: Perfect. Well, before we get to the milk carton, Jane Johnson is 15 years old, and she just started driving lessons. And she hates her name, which is convenient, because as you said, probably not her real name anyway.
1: (laughs) Does she hate it because it's like the double J?
0: She hates it because it's so, like, benign. Jane Johnson is her name, and she just thinks it's... Everybody, all her friends have cooler names than her. So wait, is her full
1: name Janie?
0: No, I think her name is Jane, and she goes by Janie.
1: Okay. I mean, she could go by JJ.
0: She could. She could do a lot of things. She doesn't. Instead, she just spells it weirdly (laughs) on all the papers that she turns in for class. You mean the IE? She adds a Y, and she changes her last Uh, name sometimes, which isn't even a thing, but that's okay. That's
1: a good way to really annoy your teachers, trust (laughs) me.
0: So at least she keeps within the ballpark so i'm sure her teachers know it's her
1: yeah i guess but i'd be like oh the person who can't figure out how to spell their own name probably not a good start to their academic career
0: (laughs) it's not at all and uh hilariously she's lactose intolerant so she doesn't even drink milk
1: Is she? I, I would – I mean, if I were her parents, I knew that the faces on the milk cartons were a thing. I'd be like, oh, we're a family of lactose intolerant people. We can't have milk cartons. Sorry. Even though, like, no. we're probably not.
0: Well, and we'll get – Sam, we'll get into this. Okay. So she's lactose intolerant. She hates being lactose intolerant because she loves milk and she loves – she, oh, my God. There's, like, two pages of her complaining that she can't drink milk with her peanut butter sandwich. I swear to God.
1: <laughs> okay. First off, Janie, if you want to be less boring, don't worry about your name. Change up your eating habits milk and peanut butter <laughs> sandwiches. Come on. <laughs>
0: So at lunch at school that day, all our friends get milk because it's back in 1990 where they still handed out those little milk cartons with your trays of food that you got through the hot hot lunch line.
1: Yeah, I remember that when they still gave out food to children.
0: Right. And they play a game of who's been kidnapped this time, which is literally what they're doing.
1: Children. They're the greatest. (laughs) They're They're our future. (laughs) I guess from the 90s, they're present. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. That explains something. Yeah. So the local dairy puts a kidnapped children's pictures on the back of the milk carton, and they are discussing how, generally speaking, these aren't actually, like, kidnapped kidnapped children. They're kidnapped by a parent. Like, there's a divorce or something going on where one parent takes the kid away. And then, obviously. Wait. Who decides
1: what child gets put on the curtains, A? Okay, like, I don't if,
0: think that the kids know this for sure. This is just like, well, I heard that they're just divorced kids. like sure. one sure. parent took them.
1: But I was wondering, like, if the local dairy farm is deciding, like, oh, well, do they ever just mail their photos? Like, hey, dairy farm, please put my child's face on your milk curtains. Like, there's got to be some kind of governing body that organizes this.
0: Oh, sure. I imagine they just can't be, like, local children or something because they don't live in New Jersey. And as we've already established from the summary she was supposedly kidnapped from New That's Jersey. That's so. well,
1: Why would like if I'm in I don't know Montana and I'm seeing some picture of a girl's kidnapped in New Jersey I'm like, nope, never going to see her."
0: I don't know. I just think it was a national thing, and like maybe they went across state lines. Maybe it was regional. I don't know, Sam. I did not look up the history yeah, yeah. of kidnapped children on milk gardens. Why do you
1: bring me the kidnapped children on milk gardens program and not come prepared for a detailed interrogation of its inner workings?
0: I'll be honest. I meant to look this up, but I did this several <laughs> days ago, and I got tired, and then I stopped, and I was like, I'll come back to it and look something up. I never did. So, moving on. <laughs> you
1: know what? That's a fair answer, Daniel. I can't argue with that.
0: <laughs> Why haven't you looked up anything about John Keats?
1: <laughs> oh, because I, I know you will, and I enjoy that.
0: <laughs> All right. She decides against common sense and steals her friend's milk to drink some of it with her peanut butter sandwich. as she really wants the farts. She really wants them. <laughs>
1: Does she bring her own peanut butter sandwich or are they giving them out in school because... I
0: think she has her own.
1: I mean, I have nothing against a peanut butter or toast or peanut butter sandwich they're fine, but if that's like, oh, my favorite food is a peanut butter sandwich, I'd be like, you need better food.
0: I ate a lot of peanut butter sandwiches when I was young at school. Sure.
1: They're a good staple, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so excited for my peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, that's a peanut butter know. sandwich. It's fine.
0: She she likes peanut butter and she really wants some milk with it. But when she grabs milk cart, obviously she catches sight of the kid on the box. And it's a little girl with pigtails and a polka dot dress. And she has a sudden, vivid recollection of the dress.
1: Do you think you would recognize yourself from when you were three?
0: Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of kid pictures, so maybe I'm not sure I'd, like, notice a small yeah. little photo on the back of a milk carton.
1: That's what I'm getting at. Like, I wouldn't be like, pick up a milk carton, there's a photo of me, i be like, suddenly have this jolt of recognition.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into this later, because... There are spoiler. There are no children's photograph of her, no like baby photos of her in her parents' house, and so Mm. I don't even like. Why would you even know what you looked like? That's what I'm getting at, like, (laughs) Like, you haven't seen photos of yourself. Like, I know what I look like when I was little because I've seen photos of myself.
1: I'm not saying people don't look similar when they're children to when they're grown up. I can say, oh yeah, that's definitely like I can see the resemblance, but people can also change quite a bit, Mm -hmm. especially around that age.
0: Well, apparently, she just has this shocking moment where she realizes she's on the back of this milk carton, supposedly. And her fr- she tells her friends, like, immediately. She's like, this is me. And her friends think she's kidding because, I
1: don't know, they're terrible and she doesn't press the issue. I mean, these children all sound terrible. We're making fun <laughs> of kidnapped children. Like, these are not your best children.
0: I don't know if they were making fun of them, but they definitely were, like, unconcerned. So they think she's like trying to get out of class or something. One of the kids says, you were told you were stolen 10 years ago from a shopping center, Janie. What are you even doing here? And they all just kind of laugh it off.
1: Oh, <laughs> kidnapping.
0: Yep. So with, <laughs> with severe detachment, she finishes the rest of the school day and she's picked up by her friend, Reeve, who goes to the same school. And he lives next door to her. He's not doing super well in school, and he might be held back for a year, and his family gives him a really hard time about it, so he spends a lot of time at Janie's.
1: Aw, poor Reeve.
0: I know. They make his parents sound like, or his family sound really terrible, and you meet his family later. They're not that bad.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, every teenager thinks their family is terrible. Like, oh, my parents are (laughs) always on my case, man
0: yep so they go to the riverbanks to check out whether it's flooding because there's been a ton of rain recently so they're just like hanging out in the truck watching the rain and reeve is discussing how difficult school's been and how dumb he feels because everybody that he has all these older siblings and they're all off like you know doing stuff law school et cetera. Et cetera and he just feels like he's like you're not the doctors all. and the
1: lawyers and what are you you're a clown
0: exactly have some ambition
1: <laughs> Are you sure this doesn't take place in New Jersey? Where does this take place?
0: Uh great question, Sam. And I wish I'd gone back and looked. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> it's definitely East Coast, and I'm thinking someplace, maybe Connecticut, maybe somewhere in that general area.
1: Okay. I was just curious if this is like supposed to be New England still, or if this would be like, oh, they're across the country in Arizona or No, this whatever. is definitely
0: in New England, but like upper. So
1: Okay. So they're in Canada. Got it. <laughs> no, not Canada. that part of the milk is not bags. We covered this. <laughs>
0: So, Janie, like I said, is totally half listening to this because she thinks she's now been kidnapped. So, she's freaking out inside. And she's contemplating for the first time that nobody else in her family has red hair, which she does have. And that she doesn't laugh like them. Her fingernails aren't shaped like theirs, which I don't know if any of those things will be
1: true. (laughs) I'm not saying it's impossible for a child to have red hair from two parents who don't. I mean, I think genetically it's possible if they both carry the recessive gene, like – So without any further analysis of their genome, I don't think a conclusion can be drawn. No,
0: but she's 15. So she's like, well, that's weird. I never thought about it before, but I don't really look like my parents.
1: I'm not geneticist, Danielle. I'll tell you that. But we should have one on to explain this to us (laughs) because I'm just guessing here.
0: Just add it to the roster, Sam, of people that we need to be on here. We still need a crabologist. So, you know.
1: Whatever that is. Yeah. (laughs) We don't even know the right word for that. We're so far from having the right thing. We don't even know what it's called.
0: It's okay. They will know. They'll feel the calling.
1: When you hear us, they will come.
0: So anyway, Reef decides that they should go get ice cream because he saw earlier that she was already drinking milk. So she's already cheated. So you might as well enjoy the day because <laughs> it's going to upset your stomach anyway.
1: <laughs> if you're going to be have debilitating cramps <laughs> later, might as well have some ice cream. It makes sense to me.
0: So they go to the local diner. And as she's at the diner, she has a flashback to sitting with someone else. She's spinning herself on a high stool. She's little. And a woman was with her with long, straight hair who was helping keep her up on the stool. And they were laughing and she hugged her.
1: I'm not really buying into this whole like memory unlocked by magic milk carton. Suddenly, she has clear memories that she had repressed earlier.
0: Well, unfortunately for you, Sam, there are a lot of memories. Oh in this no!
1: Book. <laughs> Look, I'm not a psychologist or a neuroscientist. Not a lot of things, and this book is going to require a lot of those people to explain to me if this is a, even remotely reasonable.
0: Well, how much do you remember before the age of three, or at the age of three? Nothing. I know. Virtually nothing, right? Virtually nothing. Maybe
1: two or three memories. If that. I yeah. mean, they could be just things that I've seen in photographs that I've assumed are my memories, because that's how the human brain works. It just Absolutely. creates memories. Yeah.
0: Nope. You would have uh, – going on this, we're going to continue on this, uh, you would think that she has like – Perfect ab- recall. Like, yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> she <Like, laughs> <it's> remembers
1: not... <laughs> every blade of grass when she was a baby crawling around in the, in the yard.
0: And they're all like vaguely represented in the book. It's not like she has really crystal clear memories of stuff, but she has way more memories that anybody has under the age of three.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like doesn't your brain not even like have capacity to make memories up until a certain point?
0: I don't know that, but I don't like I don't remember almost anything until preschool, like age four. That was like three and a half, four, and then like obviously kindergarten quite a bit more. But I don't remember stuff from when I was like two or three.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I I, Danielle, my I can't pinpoint an exact age, but I I don't think I have anything to be like, oh, let me tell you my biography. I'll start when I'm one and go from there.
0: Yes. So, she wanders her house, questioning her very existence. She's looking at all the photographs that are on the wall, etc. And she realizes, again, that there are no baby pictures. She's had this realization before. And she's actually asked her parents why there were not baby pictures of her. And they told her that they didn't get a camera until she was five years Because
1: you were an ugly baby.
0: <laughs> also, no camera. And apparently, oh. not a single other person in their life had a camera either.
1: <laughs> I'm sticking with the ugly baby theory. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I might get some flack for this, but babies are pretty ugly let's be honest i mean i'm not Most saying these ever- are pretty ugly yeah, everyone says their baby's adorable, and I'm sure it looks cute to them, and that's fine. I don't like want to take that away from anybody, but objectively, most babies, it looked like kind of misshapen lumps of dough, and that's fine. That's what babies should look like. They're barely formed humans. Let's, let's give them some time to like develop before we start pressuring them to look good.
0: Well, apparently her parents didn't think she looked good until she was five, and that's when they got a camera.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I can't argue with them. <laughs>
0: So she can't handle being in her house anymore. And she runs next door to be with Reeve's family. And she asks his mother, we're obviously like really close. They've grown up together. So she asks his mom uh, about when they moved in because her mom has lived in the same house for like 20 plus years. His mom, excuse me. And she asks his mom about like when her, wh- what was her memory of when they moved into the house, the family.
1: And I remember it vividly. There were sirens. Cops were chasing you. There was a shootout. <laughs> and your parents stuck into this house. And the cops just eventually left. And you were left there all alone. That <laughs> no. was weird.
0: She says that they moved in when she was five. And her mom was very strict at the time. And the she still is strict. Actually, you see that a few times. But Janie was always really good. So she felt like she had to step up her mom game because her neighbor was
1: like so much more on top of it than she was. Keeping up with the Joneses? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible reason to to like change her routine style.
0: Oh, I don't think she really changed it that drastically, but she just felt like she, you know, had to pay more attention and she, they became good friends. They're fine. Okay. And then at this point, she has another memory, little Janie does, of someone wearing an apron when she was little. But her mother, her like, current mother doesn't wear them and they're watching Lassie on the TV that's why she has this memory
1: oh Lassie I remember that existed at one point that's definitely not, is that a, that's not a 90s thing is it right
0: no but I think like that kind of show was I don't know the Nick at Night kind of thing like you're just more likely to be watching weird stuff from the 50s <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I watched a lot of Lassie when I was, like, nine.
1: <laughs> that does explain a lot about you, Danielle, and your fear of wells.
0: Why does that have anything to do with Lassie?
1: Because Timmy was always flying down the well, Danielle. You know, oh, didn't watch wells. any Lassie?
0: I thought you said whales. Sorry, well. that was a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> Danielle, <it>, that's projection. <laughs>
0: Well, it made more sense, contextually.
1: I mean, I'd like to see an episode called Timmy and the Whale, based on the <laughs> Jonah story, and then last to save him.
0: Yes, that happened. Anyway, <laughs> okay. later that afternoon, her mom arrives in a flurry. They have a cake decorating class that they're supposed to go to together later that evening. And she spends a lot of time, like, self-comparing to her mom. Like, well, her mom, my mom's like this, and I'm not like this, or I am like this, or, you know, she's, like, questioning
1: everything. That's not how you, like, hmm. I agree, I'm, Sam. I, I, I'm just saying that's that's a very ineffective way to determine if you're related to somebody. Like appearances can be deceiving. Well,
0: it's not just com- like appearances. She's also just thinking about like personality. And oh, that's even
1: less like Types,
0: Like things that
1: her mom does that she doesn't do. She has sickle cell. I don't. <laughs> no.
0: So they go to their class, and she's really terrible at it. I guess it's like they've done multiple classes together, always kind of like artsy classes, and she's just awful at them. And so she doesn't like to go to these classes. Which so her she feels mom compelled.
1: drags her to like. Let's go to a pottery class. Let's go to a life drawing class. Okay. Great parenting. Yeah.
0: Her mom always does so well with them and she doesn't. And she has another flashback to buying shoes. This girl has a lot of
1: memories. (laughs) Who remembers buying shoes when you're like two years old? This is nonsense. This should be called the girl with the memory that will drive her insane (laughs) because she remembers too much.
0: She does remember too much. Back at school the next day, everybody is talking about the driving tests that are upcoming and, you know, People are taking them at different times, obviously, but a lot of people just just kind of started studying cause it's that age. So someone mentions that they're afraid they're going to do something dumb, like forget to bring their birth certificate or whatever, and that'll be like the impediment to getting their license. And Janie has a sudden thought about needing to view her birth certificate because she's never
1: seen it before. Have I, I seen my you? birth certificate? Like is that a thing? People need to like view. You've never looked at your birth certificate. I mean, maybe I don't. Did you think apply for a like- passport? I have a passport. Well, then you had a birth certificate. Yeah, but like, I'm sure I have one. I just don't think I ever No, been but like... you
0: would have had to present, you would have had to like show them or make a copy or whatever of your birth certificate to get it. Or,
1: you time. know, my my parents did when they got me the passport.
0: Is your passport, your parents got you the pass? I don't know. I was like
1: 10, 9, don't like that.
0: You don't have a passport since
1: then? I do, but I don't have to send my birth certificate. I just send the old, old passport and they send you a new one. Weird. When's the last time you renewed a passport, Daniel? Uh,
0: a long time ago. I don't have a current yeah. passport.
1: You're yelling at me about how it's weird. <laughs> like, you don't even know how they work. You're like, you're never show your. No, you don't. You just send in your old passport before when it's expiring and they send you the new one.
0: Unless you don't have your old passport. And you have to well, get your birth certificate like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's a different problem, Danielle. <laughs> I don't lose my passport.
0: I didn't lose my passport, Sam. It is into the ether of the sky.
1: <laughs> How is that not losing it? I don't understand.
0: It got burned in the fire. <laughs>
1: Oh okay. I, I mean, no
0: longer have a password. It is That's ashes. still
1: being lost. It's just not like by carelessness, it's still lost.
0: But now I have to get a birth certificate, it's the whole thing. So I don't have a birth certificate either.
1: obviously. Oh, okay, you're, you're yelling at me like, You've never seen your birth certificate?
0: I've seen my birth certificate, though I owned it. It was in my file. Does your mom have your birth certificate? I
1: don't know, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
0: that's not something I've ever needed, Danielle. <laughs> Like, you've never... I don't even understand how you would never need a birth certificate for anything ever.
1: I don't even know what you need birth certificate to begin with. I exist. Clearly, I was born. I don't need a (laughs) receipt. That's not how life works. I I mean, it would make more sense. Prove that you were born. I'm like, I'm standing in front of you. What more proof do you need?
0: (laughs) And in order to get your birth certificate, at least from the state that I was born in, you have to send in a um, notarized signature that you are who you are i mean
1: that see how nonsense this is like <laughs> send me a piece of paper you've signed with a notary that proves you that says you are you are yeah like the crazy thing is
0: okay so the crazy thing is is that if you go in in person you don't need the notarized thing but if you apply online you do need the notarized thing so i have to go to notary
1: tomorrow Isn't how do they fun? test if you're who you are in person what kind of i don't know the it-
0: difference like why can't i just send in my photo id <laughs> what's the difference between seeing it in person and getting a photocopy front and
1: back This is why, Danielle, I think these (laughs) certificates are done. A lot of, like, identifications are done. Social security cards are being used for identification when they shouldn't be. They're just there to track your money. It's all nonsense, and this is why I don't care about birth certificate, because it shouldn't need to be a thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or there should be some kind of online verification you can do, which is stupid.
1: To be clear, I'm not some libertarian nut job saying that <laughs> no person should ever have government ID and government should not, you know, have a driver's license or it's all should be canceled. Like, no, those are good. We should make sure that people are licensed to do things that are potentially dangerous to others. But birth certificates. But like, some things like birth certificates and using social security cards identification are just objectively not that useful.
0: Now, social security cards, base, I mean, I've seen mine, but basically never had to use it for anything ever.
1: Hey, guess what I have? Your social
0: security card?
1: Yeah, so we'll laugh laughing now.
0: (laughs) It's like I didn't even get a recopy of mine because I was like, well, I'll never need that.
1: (laughs) Say that's how I feel about birth birth certificate, Danielle. It would just have different strokes, you know?
0: Except I actually do need my birth certificate. To be fair, I have not needed it in the last two years.
1: (laughs) Uh, This conversation is just really revealing more about our political preferences (laughs) and our personal identification preferences than we really need.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So she arrives home and asks her mom if she can see a copy of her birth certificate, since she'll need it for her driver's test, Which is not true.
1: You don't need a birth certificate for a driver's test.
0: I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe you do in 1990. Maybe I did when I took mine. I don't know, Sam.
1: I didn't. I don't think.
0: I don't, uh, you have to bring in, you do have to bring in multiple ID for your. Yeah. I might have taken in my passport, possibly. Yes.
1: Passport, perfect. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Anyway, her mom seems nervous and tells her that she won't be eligible for months, so why even bother? And so Janie's like, "Well, I got interested in it because my friend was talking about it at school, so I just kind of wanted to see it." And her mom like defers, being saying, "Oh, it's in the safety deposit box at the
1: bank, like it's such a hassle."
0: Just just tell you lost it. I know there'd be a lot of <laughs> a lot of are
1: Like I have to apply for a new one, honey. I'm
0: sorry, I don't have one. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll just get you like you have to say we got a problem we, we lost it we we'll have to figure out some other way to get you another one or whatever like this is not like just saying it oh, we're the safety deposit box when you can't produce it it's just creating problems down the road
0: well okay well her mom might have panicked we don't know is her mom a kidnapper we don't know sam
1: i'd be a way better kidnapper than her than her mother and i'm not sure if she'd be proud of that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true right
0: <laughs> yes
1: unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not saying it's something I would ever do, but, like, at least I think ahead...
0: So, you'll see it. A, you'll see in a while how funny this is. So, she asks oh, no. to go see it. And her mom's like, oh, you know, I'm busy. I don't have time for that today. She's like, well, how about Monday? Why don't we go on Monday? And her mom's like, okay, you need to stop. Like, stop being so sassy or whatever. She tells her to like – she's being bossy. Sassy is um, your word, Danielle. No, she didn't say sassy in the book. She says something along the lines of, you know, don't tell me what to do kind of thing.
1: <laughs> You're not the boss of me. You're my daughter, kind of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so – what happens is Janie's like, well, you just don't want me to see the birth certificate. Like, you're hiding something or you don't want me to see it for some reason. And her mom, that's when her mom's like, knock it off. You're not going to, like, talk to me that way. I'm your mother. You're being ridiculous. And she changes the topic. So, <laughs> okay, great. So later that uh, the afternoon, Janie goes to get a snack for herself and has another flashback to another kitchen with another family. As
1: a child <laughs> who is three.
0: She goes out to help uh, – she needs to, like, get out of her house again. So she goes out to help Reeve Rakely when she sees him out the window. And she R- asks him
1: – Reeve Brakely?
0: Rake leaves. Oh. He's raking leaves in the yard.
1: Oh, okay. I was like – I thought we changed his name. <laughs>
0: I don't know what his last name is, to be honest. And she asks him if he thinks that people can track the 1-800 numbers if you call them. Like, can they track who's calling the 1-800 numbers?
1: No, this isn't like today when everything's trackable.
0: (laughs) And he kind of like waves it off and laughs at her and they- it the
1: payphone. They existed back then. Children, if you don't know what a payphone is, this is a a phone- (laughs) Oh boy. That was bolted to uh, a piece of concrete or metal structure in a public space. I'm not going to get into it. Google it.
0: <laughs> and it, it they're just there were public phones everybody, okay? They you, you could just use them. Everybody could use them. You put in some money, you got to use them.
1: Untraceable. <laughs> See the movie hackers from the 90s, right? They use pay phones to great effect. Or
0: Matrix, doesn't Matrix use pay Oh, phones? they
1: do. Look up phone freaking. It's fun. It's built a PH. <laughs>
0: So they get into a big leaf fight as they're out there and he, as he's helping rake
1: leaves. This is not going to be some kind of romance, is it?
0: No, they definitely don't kiss as they fall into the leaf pile. Moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Den- yeah, what are you moving on quickly from?
0: But they definitely don't kiss when they fall into the leaf pile. Then they get separated when the mom's like, hey, Reeve, time to come in. And he's like, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's like
1: awkwardly <laughs> hunched over to hide his boner heading back into the house. Yes. Teenagers, I remember those times.
0: So that night. That I (laughs) do remember. I don't remember when I was three, but
1: I remember the awkward boner phase of my life. Thanks, brain.
0: Thanks for sharing.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Is this something you think didn't happen to literally every child? Uh,
0: all male-bodied children. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I didn't have that problem. Yeah, you had other problem. let's be honest.
0: Yeah, oh, boy, did we.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm not trying to get into who has the bigger problems, you know, okay, contest <laughs> here, because it's not going to go well for either of us. I'm that- just saying.
0: <laughs> so that night,
1: she looks at the milk carton again, which she saved, of course. Of course, why wouldn't you?
0: Right, and she's decided that she's going to dial the number
1: Hi, I'm the kidnapped girl. Come get me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she picks it up, she starts to dial in, she freaks out, she hangs up before she can get to the last couple of digits.
1: Oh, gee, what?
0: <laughs> she freaks out, she does not. I got fish. it, I'm just so- saying,
1: why is she freaking out?
0: Because <laughs> she doesn't want to call, she's afraid it's going to ruin her whole life, Sam. Would you, like, if you thought maybe you were the kidnapped child in a milk box, would you actually call the number? You'd have to think about it.
1: I, you know, that's a fair point, but I was a strange child, Danielle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, my mom kidnapped me, couldn't get me. <laughs>
1: i i did remember uh, this might get cut but i remember when one of my cousins my older cousins were visiting and they were walking with me downtown i was throwing some kind of tantrum everyone thought he kidnapped me oh no and then he explained that oh yes this is this person like oh yes we've heard of him <laughs>
0: we've heard of him small town <laughs> I remember we were on a road trip once for school and we were visiting like this place a couple hours north of our city and we were holding up signs in the windows of the car that said help, we're being kidnapped. And I think it's just by the grace of not having cell phones in the 90s that <laughs> nobody called the police on that
1: car. Isn't that like a panel from Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, we're lucky. So. Yeah, we're t- yeah we're, we didn't like totally screw up. See, yeah. I think we would call the numbers. You know you what? Know, you and I would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay anyway so the next day the family goes to a football game i think at the local college and for their picnic which they brought with them
1: peanut butter sandwiches
0: no okay. you'll never you'll literally never guess what they brought oh, their picnic. Oh, oh. oysters no but close i mean close closer than i would have thought you get
1: is it some kind of seafood no oh uh, rocky mountain oysters
0: No, it is fancy, though. You ready for this?
1: Bring it on for the football picnic.
0: (laughs) They brought, yeah, for the football picnic. They're basically tailgating. They brought a picnic (laughs) of leg of lamb, wine, wild rice, and a Mm. sheet cake.
1: (laughs) Everything there can go except the sheet cake. (laughs) And the wine, I'll keep the wine.
0: And the crazy thing is, it's like, yeah, that's what you bring, of course. Not only did they bring that, but another family brought the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> Wait, they had twinsies at the leg of lamb wine wild race sheet cake tailgate party?
0: Yes! I was reading this, I was like, first off, who brings that to, like, a football game? Secondly, there are more people that bring that same thing.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's like a tradition for, like, this football team. Everyone's like, like a lamb day at the, at the local college football <laughs> game.
0: Was this a thing in 1990 that I don't know about?
1: <laughs> Also, who brings a sheet cake to an event? Like, we're four people. Let's all eat this giant well, no, her sheet cake. Mom,
0: no, because I went with friends. I went with, like, Reeve's family, I think, and stuff. And so, like, she the mom made it by her grandma's recipe and, like, it had a little – Her she drew mom a little, made
1: a sheet cake. Her
0: mom made a sheet cake and she, like, decorated it with, like, football stadium or something. I don't remember oh. exactly
1: what she put on it. I have nothing against sheet cakes. They do the job. They're like the workhorse <laughs> of cakes. And they're delicious. They can be as delicious as any other cake out there. But like, if you're gonna tailgate with a fancy bottle of wine and wild rice and a leg of (laughs) lamb, maybe you know, do a German chocolate cake or something fancy. So good.
0: (laughs) That was the funniest part of the whole book. To me, I was like, I actually read it a couple of times because I was laughing so much.
1: The sheet cake just seems incongruous to me compared to the (laughs) other items. (laughs) It's great.
0: So uh, the football game went well, and the next day they're in class. And apparently, there's a winter vacation trip planned to Spain. Because this is apparently the fanciest school
1: ever. Now, to be fair, Daniel, our high school did have international trips, but they were for like specific language classes and they were extracurricular. Sure.
0: Or like certain groups Exchange that you were programs. in, like choir, yeah. Choir, for example, would sometimes do a like big trip once a year and you could potentially end up in like Germany or something like that. But that's right. kind of like, again, as you said, extracurricular. It's not like a thing your class
1: does. Yeah. And usually for like a hefty uh, contribution from your <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you'd have to pay a ton of money for
1: it. Discounted from what a trip would cost yourself, but, you know, still fairly unaffordable to many people, which is another problem with our education system, in addition to the milk carton peanut butter sandwich problem, which we'll get to (laughs) later.
0: Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. I just laughed when I read it. I was like, well, well, okay. (laughs) Fancy winter vacation trip to Spain.
1: If this is supposed to be like this dawning horror of this girl realizing her world is crumbling, try to make it less surreal to begin with (laughs) and make it more (laughs) believable because I don't buy this for a second.
0: (laughs) To be fair, one of the reasons – this book has won like awards and stuff. And one of the reasons why this book is so well known is it does do a solid like – it's a YA book, obviously. It does a solid kind of de-evolution of this girl kind of questioning everything she's ever known about herself and like her having to kind of rebuild and figure out who she is in this
1: new reality. Fair enough. I'm not saying it doesn't do a good job of that, but it feels like a Tim Burton film at this point where people are bringing these weird items out. Oh, like, sure. It's, like, yeah, yeah. wild.
0: You're like, aren't these all upper class? Like, it must be, like, upper class Connecticut or something.
1: Yeah, like. so it feels very hard to, to identify, like, <laughs> be in the world when it feels so, like, othered.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, well, yeah, your life's real tough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or also just like this doesn't feel real. Like I don't know why I should, you know, how invested I should be in this. It's all, it's all a fantasy.
0: Mean lamb for a picnic at a football game.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. So she later she gets home and her family isn't there yet. She decides to sneak up into the attic, wondering if maybe there's more information up there or pictures or something for sure. a birth certificate. <laughs> she And so she starts digging around through all the old stuff before she finds this old rusty box. And inside the box- uh, it's Is the
1: treasure in- map to a pirate treasure?
0: Absolutely. This goes completely askew. She ends up on a pirate ship. She has to dress as a boy. It's like- It's basically Goonies.
1: Yes. (laughs) Mixed with Treasure Island. Treasure (laughs) Goonies. Goonie Island? We'll figure it out. Both of those are good titles. Right?
0: (laughs) No. How about Treasure Goonies,
1: the legend of Goonie Island?
0: (laughs) There you go. Anyway, no. Inside of the box, Sam is filled with papers and photographs and old school reports, etc., etc. It's basically like a kid box, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Everyone has a kid box. Yeah, we keep our kids every- in there,
0: right? And but she doesn't find a kid inside. She just finds all the paperwork, and it's for somebody who's named Hannah. And she has no idea who Hannah is, but is curious. You know what? Who they are since they warranted a box in the edit.
1: Do you think she thinks Hannah is a more quote-unquote, like, special or exotic name than yes, Jane. Yes, I bet. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> friends have weird names. I wish I'd written them down.
1: Well, Reeve is a good start. Yeah. It does look like a very country club. This is my son, Reeve. Yeah,
0: her friend, her her friend, one of her friends is named, like, Adair or something. Like, it's just got, they've got those names.
1: <laughs> These are the, like, waspiest people.
0: <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Like you have no question that they're, like, at least upper middle class, if not just flat out upper class.
1: Yeah, yeah. Def- this is definitely, like, Connecticut wasps. I, I feel you.
0: <laughs> so she finds a old school photographs and, lo- and looks at the girl in the picture who she assumes is Hannah. And this girl's 12 or 13. She's blonde. She's kind of mild looking. And she digs through a little more. And to her surprise, what does she find, Sam?
1: She finds the baby teeth of the girl. That's correct. What? (laughs) Does your mother keep your baby teeth in a jar somewhere, Danielle?
0: No. (laughs) I don't know. I had a lock of hair for a while. It's probably still floating
1: around. All right. What she finds is a death certificate for Hannah.
0: No, she finds...
1: She finds Hannah's corpse? She finds... Oh, boy. Oh, I got it. She finds a magical token that takes on a magical adventure to another world, and it's really just that she's experiencing a hallucination from a gas leak.
0: I mean that'd be great, but no. She finds a piece of polka dotted fabric under the rest of the papers, and she pulls it out, and out comes the dress from the milk carton.
1: <gasps> These kidnappers are morons. Terrible, right? <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not advocating for kidnapping. I'm glad they're being undone, but like, I can still appreciate when people are doing it something, even something terrible. Yeah.
0: So that night at dinner, <laughs> she's very short you with her family. Very quick. <laughs> I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I always appreciate skillful execute. like, I feel like heist movies. Heists are crimes, but we all appreciate a good heist, right?
0: I do love a good heist.
1: Yeah. So, uh, that's all I'm saying.
0: Have we done a heist movie? Oh, we did a uh, – Yeah. the uh, 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 one with magic. Magic heist.
1: <laughs> magic heist.
0: <laughs> now you <laughs> see me, Danielle. <laughs> I'm glad you remember the name of the movie that I did. <laughs>
1: I think you did the sequel, Now You See Me, too. Now yes, You See because Me. because it's weirder. Now You See Me, Now You Don't. Well, I don't remember what the name of that one was.
0: <laughs> now You See Me No More.
1: Something. It was something dumb.
0: Tiger in a Box. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, it goes to that episode. I forgot that one existed, Daniel, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good one, though. So. She, like I said, she's very short with her family, and she managed to offend both parents before leaving the table abruptly to do homework. And then,
1: guess
0: what happens?
1: She has a flashback.
0: She has another flashback to close shopping with her mother, and she wants a little leather purse, and her mother refuses to buy it for her, telling her she has no need for it, and you know, she's three. And little Janie gets upset and storms off, where she wanders into what I assume is a diner, and the lady with the long hair sits next to her and buys her a sundae.
1: And the woman's like, "Hey, do you want another purse?"
0: She doesn't know if this is the person that's with her at the diner is like her mom who came and found her, or another person because she can't quite see like the faces.
1: You mean she can't quite remember the faces, Danielle? She's this is all nonsense,
0: right? <laughs> So she wonders if the person, the mom that's in her memory is maybe like a past relationship of her current father. Like maybe it was like her dad took her or something. I remember earlier when I was saying that the kids oh, all yeah, thought yeah. it was like, like a, it was a divorced his ex-wife or something. Yeah, exactly. And so like maybe that's what happened, how she ended up with the parents that she has now. Or like maybe there was a divorce in the past and he got custody or like something. Just maybe she's not kidnapped. Kidnapped. She doesn't know.
1: Only partly kidnapped. <laughs>
0: So that day in school, she has an existential crisis when she's asked basic questions at a mixer that she's at, like, "Hey, where were you born?
1: What do you know? What
0: would you like to do when you were little?" (laughs) Does
1: she not? Have any answers? She's never asked these questions before in her life?
0: No, it's not that she doesn't have answers for these questions. I think it's more that now she's questioning those answers. Because oh, okay. she's like, wait, where was I born, you know?
1: <laughs> she's <laughs> awfully young to be like, questioning the reality of existence.
0: Well, if you Good found out you we were kidnapped, wouldn't you like, question your very reality? Well,
1: she, she doesn't know she's been kidnapped yet, Dan. Like, she has a lot of speculation, a lot of circumstantial evidence that doesn't really point to anything inclusive.
0: I mean, there is a, uh, somebody at some point... Suggested that she was kidnapped, and she now won't pass the dress that she remembers being hers. So I imagine it would be—it'd feel like you were kidnapped,
1: and, and only one of any dresses ever made.
0: Wow, well, it was kind of weird. You don't <laughs> think it's a little weird?
1: <laughs> I think it's a little weird. Yeah. I don't think I'd go full-blown existential crisis from this right away.
0: Uh, well, too bad this book has really just her like de-evolution into psychosis. <laughs>
1: She unravels quickly. Like, if she just called the number, it would all be over.
0: Or just talk to her parents. See, you know, maybe they had an explanation of some kind.
1: Right. Or even if they didn't, that'd be a great way to figure it out.
0: Yep. So when she gets home, she realizes she'll go mad if she doesn't ask her parents what's going on. What's
1: the deal with me (laughs) being kidnapped?
0: And I'm going to read this to you. She says... I want to know why there aren't any photographs of me until I'm five. Even if you didn't buy a camera until then, you would have had a baby portrait done. I want to know who Hannah is upstairs in the trunk. I want to know why you won't let me see my birth certificate.
1: Okay. First off, young lady, I don't appreciate that tone. <laughs> Second off, who has baby portraits done? Get over yourself.
0: I don't know. Apparently they were a thing in the 90s.
1: Uh. Thirdly, Hannah? That's your little cousin, or that's a box that was left over from the previous owners of the house. We don't know.
0: Yes. That's not what her parents say.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they're bad kidnappers.
0: No, her parents are shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Oh, they- <laughs> <I>
1: never. <laughs>
0: and they tell her that Hannah is her mother. They're not her real parents. They're her grandparents.
1: Are they that much older?
0: I guess. I is don't that ever remember. made clear? I don't ever remember reading a description that they were older than most parents, but to be honest, probably skimmed through it. <laughs>
1: Also, to be fair, I mean, they could have been very young parents.
0: Yes, they could have. Except it suggests uh, later that they, well, I think we get into this, but I think they got married after college and then had a kid like a year later. So they weren't that young of parents, but maybe their daughter had a kid pretty young. Math-wise, this is very interesting, I think, the story.
1: (laughs) This is why I read kidnap stories. Enough for the math.
0: (laughs) So she's very relieved given that she thought she'd been kidnapped and everybody just hugs it out and they admit that they don't have a birth certificate for her. And again, I have literally no idea how she got like school. You need a birth certificate for school, I'm pretty sure. Are you positive, Sam? No,
1: but I don't remember (laughs) ever like, again.
0: Why would you remember that? You didn't have to give it to him. Your parents did. Yeah, that's
1: a fair point. But also, like, what are you – again – you're proving that you exist. Like I exist. You, you, I mean, they're public schools.
0: I still think you might need it. I've, like at some point, she feel I feel like she might need a birth certificate for something. But also, I think the main point is they've had twelve years to figure out a birth certificate, and they've known at some point they're going to need one, and they just haven't done it. Also, which they had is twelve crazy. years to clue
1: her in on the fact that, or at least what their claim is that they're her grandparents, and what her mother died tragically or something.
0: We'll get into this, Sam. Yeah, because this is where the story starts to get wild. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I thought I got wild with turkey turkey and <laughs> sheet cake. All
0: right. So I still think this is funny because she's relieved that her parents are her grandparents, which, you know, that's fine. I would probably be relieved that they weren't just like random strangers, strangers who would kidnap me too. But then at no point, and I'm going to spoiler this, no point during this conversation does she go, well, then why am I on a milk box?
1: <laughs> or also what happened to my actual parents?
0: Well, we'll get into that. Okay. So they tell her that their last name isn't even Johnson. It's Javinson. And They tell her the story of Hannah. So the
1: Hannah. The story of Hannah. The story of Hannah. As by the bard, Danielle. <laughs>
0: okay. You
1: <laughs> gotta yeah, practice your loot plane, <laughs> Danielle.
0: ding. <laughs> Okay. I
1: mean, sure. Why not? Greensleeves. <laughs> Let's do it. I was
0: trying to use something that we could actually have on the
1: podcast, Sam. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate you getting a quiche. I don't think there's a copyright on the, like, 300-year-old song Greensleeves. How old right. it is? And you said Bard.
0: I mean, obviously, it would be that. Yeah. So, Hannah was an odd child, though they loved her, but she was never interested in things that other children were interested in. And she seemed to have some kind of weird internal guilt, like she didn't think life was fair for herself or other people, because she had so much in her life and other people had so little. She had like a deep guilt about this.
1: Only more billionaires had that guilt. (laughs)
0: They mentioned that if maybe they'd lived in a different time or if they had been really religious, they were not religious at all, that she might have become a nun. But instead, her life went another path.
1: She became the opposite of a nun because she had a baby.
0: No, they asked Jeannie if she knows what a cult is. Oh, dear.
1: (laughs) So her mother ran off and joined a sex cult. Got it.
0: Not exactly. So they explained, sort of, they explained that in the 60s <laughs> and 70s, the Hare Krishna movement was sweeping across the United States and it attracted Hare Hannah. Krishnas? <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, I guess they're not the worst cult. It's like Heaven's Gate or, or whatever, so that's probably better. <laughs>
0: they got worse as time went on. I mean, they, they started true. very, like, hippie-esque, you know, peace, love, and happiness, and then they became, like, embezzlers or something. Like, they did some crazy
1: stuff. <laughs> no cult has a happy ending, Danielle, let's be honest.
0: No. So... She was told that if she joined, they said she would be purified. It would wouldn't be her fault any longer that she had so much because she would have nothing. She'd be saved, and she was sixteen at the time that she met these
1: people. Okay, that's terrible.
0: Yeah, they admit that that's why they've been so strict with her. Like her parents have been so strict with Janie, both in her past and more so now because they had t- they were afraid to- she'd just about to turn sixteen. So they were kind of having some like PTSD trauma about their right. daughter and the choices that she made. And it's cold time ride- for Janie. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of freaking out about it. So they tried all they could to get Hannah out, but she moved to California to join the temple commune, and they finally virtually lost contact, at one point receiving an official letter that she had been wed to a man in the cult.
1: Yep. Well, sex cult.
0: (laughs) There was no name or information of the the man that she married. It was just a notice that she'd been married. And then one day, the front door opened, and Hannah came in, holding Janie by the hand.
1: Well, three-year-old Janie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And this is her mom says, you were her little girl by the man who had been chosen as her mate by the leader. Janie says, mate? What an animal term for the love between husband and wife.
1: <laughs> Did she not understand? Colt? <laughs> I don't
0: think she's getting. I like my notes literally like, I don't think she's getting the story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think she's missing a few key details here.
0: Also, what a weird thing for a 15-year-old to say. So they take a break to make dinner, and Janie seems totally cool with this story. She's just, like, glad she wasn't kidnapped. She's like, well, you know, that's kind of weird, but well, at least but I have you guys. But as you point out,
1: Danielle, her face is still in the milk carton, so something's Which she obvious. has not
0: yet brought up with her parents. <laughs> So who would, like, who put in the kidnapping notice? Was it the dad? Was it, like, somebody else? Like, she just, like, never, it never comes up in this this part of the story as to who possibly could have kidnapped her, why she would be on any list for kidnapping. So it turns out Hannah realized that she didn't want to raise her daughter in a cult, so she escaped.
1: Ooh, finally.
0: Yes, and the family realized that the cult could find them very easily as they'd always tried to stay in touch with Hannah, so they'd continually sent on their, like, change of address if they have moved. Mm-hmm. And so they ended up speaking to her dad's work. He worked at IBM, you know, plug for IBM. And
1: and milk cartons, don't forget those. I believe <laughs> milk cartons, the 90s. <laughs>
0: And they helped him out. They booked them a hotel under an assumed name. They sold the house for them. They ran everything through his work so that it wasn't directly attached to his name. And so they lived their lives like this until one day Hannah decided she wanted to return to the cult because for her it was kind of an addiction. Like it wasn't something she could easily get out of.
1: I just can't quit you cult. I just
0: can't quit you Krishna's. But she agrees to let Janie stay. So they kept her.
1: So that's the story and they're sticking with it, huh?
0: Yeah. But Janie does have a little flashback of a memory of a redheaded man holding her in the air and playing with her. It must be her dad.
1: Mm, sure. Maybe.
0: <laughs> they realize that the cult or the father would likely come after Janie and their attorney suggests that they change their name to something less conspicuous because that's not a super common name. And they stopped communicating with Hannah and let her go and they moved and changed their names. The end.
1: <laughs> okay well thank you for sharing danielle the You're book is welcome. all wrapped up and it just shows you that if you communicate openly and honestly with your children you will have a better relationship and they'll grow up healthier and happier and more well adjusted
0: absolutely that was the moral of the story i hope everybody so enjoyed that, that. Yeah, yeah really nice
1: really heartwarming i'm glad that won so many prizes
0: yeah there was no reason for a dehumidifier
1: in the story no no hubris at all
0: <laughs> anyway that night oh there's more this is an
1: epilogue i'm sorry it's an
0: epilogue yeah she, so in the epilogue. She wakes up in a sweat thinking about her <laughs> memories. She doesn't understand why she doesn't remember yellow robes and things about colts, but remembers Sundays and aprons and shopping. And why? Because you just, were
1: three years old. <laughs> she just I'm feels so like that, like
0: if you're going to have imprints on your memories at three, I mean, she feels sure. like yellow robes and a colt would probably make more of an impact than an apron. But I don't probably. think it that, I don't like, know. Again, why she doesn't just ask him about the lost poster. I don't know. She finds herself imagining that her parents, destroyed by Hannah leaving them the first time, had really just taken a drive and found themselves another little girl to replace them. Like kind of some kind of trauma reaction.
1: So her speculation now is that they lost Hannah. Like, well, time to get another little girl until so we can do it right this time.
0: I'm not sure it's her speculation, but it's like her a passing Fantasy? thought. is yeah. like, well, maybe this happened instead kind of thing. She has a lot of sure. these. So the next morning, she pretends everything is fine, but is obviously really confused. And after Reeve picks her up for school, she convinces him to cut school and go for a drive. And he's like all excited about this. He's like, Yeah, yeah. he wants to go back
1: to dry humping in the leaf pile.
0: <laughs> but she ends up navigating him towards New Jersey. Oh, you know? that's even we worse. No. <laughs>
1: No, no, go away. Save yourselves. Go back to the leaf pile. It's warm.
0: <laughs> so she tells him the story about what happened as they drive, and he's obviously very disbelieving about it. He's kind of a jerk, about it. he's a little bit of a jerk. Very, like, 90s boy, young adult boy.
1: Explain to me what the 90s boy is, Danielle.
0: Um, Usually they're a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> and it's like that kind of a... Uh, Case closed. A <laughs> uh, like little bit of that patriarchal, like, nonsense, you know, I know better than you kind of thing that was very common in the 90s. Man's but like, yeah, a little bit of that going on. We're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't really believe you. I think you're wrong.
1: <laughs> Great. Thank you for elaborating on the 90s man. Next, we'll talk about the Anthropocene man. <laughs> <laughs> going back.
0: All right. He asks why she doesn't just ask her parents. Valid point, Reeve.
1: Valid there, yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, he may be a jerk, but that's not a bad idea.
0: <laughs> He's not like a jerk-jerk. He's just kind of a teenage boy who was raised, you know. Yeah. Just in a in a time period. And she says if they already lied to her, it would hurt their feelings. What? <laughs> I don't understand this part at
1: all. Does she understand how human – I mean, maybe she doesn't understand how human beings work. She lives with a family who takes sheet cakes to football. <laughs>
0: Lake of Lamb.
1: Yeah, clearly her notion of how normal human beings behave is totally skewed.
0: But it is very perplexing. I'm like, you already already asked them about it. So just ask them more.
1: (laughs) One more time.
0: The plan seems to be once they get to the New Jersey area where she supposedly was located, that she plans to look up the... The name of the girl on the box is Jenny Spring, just so you know. Jennifer Spring, I imagine.
1: Oh, thank you. I don't care.
0: Well, the point is, is that they go to, <laughs> when they go to New Jersey, the plan is to look up the Spring family in the phone book of the area where she was kidnapped um, and see if there's probably, like, not multiple Spring families, because that's not a really common last name, is Do the you idea. I believe
1: that any of these stories, like Terminator or this, where people look up someone from the phone book would ever actually work?
0: Um, Maybe. I mean, phone books used to be much more comprehensive than they are now.
1: Yeah, but like also, how many springs were there? Apparently
0: not a lot in this small area of New Jersey, Sam.
1: Oh, wow. Look at me. Being a fool.
0: I mean, it's like, have you ever met somebody with last name Spring? Not really a common last name.
1: Wow. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, something completely out of the ordinary.
0: Well, once they get there, that's the plan and reeve points out that it's possible that a huge media storm is about to hit them or they'll or she'll ruin her relationship with her parents if it's not true like he's basically doing like worst case scenario kind of stuff
1: being very supportive understood
0: absolutely not cuz he's trying to drum, jump out as a chauffeur he's like uh like, I don't really want to be part of this. Can I go? Can we go? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I came here for the making out, not for the chauffeuring. So you either put up or shut up.
0: He's like, I know I'm your best friend, but I don't want to be supportive about this at all, dude. (laughs) Like, let's go home. And, but they continue to drive. They finally get to New Jersey. This is a long trip. This took like half the day or something to get there.
1: It's been a long description about this trip, Danielle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when they get there, there really is only one spring family in the phone book. So they make their way to that. I'm so glad that
1: one Spring family is still there in the last 16 years, hasn't moved or whatever. 12.
0: 12 years. But yeah, apparently they haven't moved in 12 years. So they get stuck behind, well, maybe they've moved, but they haven't moved out of this area, the very bare minimum. As they're making their way down the road, they get stuck behind a school bus and they see two redheaded kids get off and head into the house that's listed in the phone book. They're the Spring kids!
1: Her siblings!
0: Oh! Oh my god! It's her kid! It's her brothers and sisters! She remembers that they had a big yellow dog, and a redheaded woman opens the door and lets them in, and Janie panics, and when she's inside the car still, but she panics, and she tells Reeve that they need to go. Gas it! And they drive home, and they get there very late, and all the parents are very angry and very scared.
1: (laughs) Janie needs to, like, get some conviction, grow spine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She needs to pick a side, is what she needs to do.
1: She needs to, like, make a decision, (laughs) yeah.
0: So she goes to school and she ends up researching herself on microfiche in the library, which I'll be honest, probably would have been one of the first things I did was like look up old newspapers from the time I was kidnapped.
1: (laughs) Sure. I'm sure they have the local New Jersey paper here in Connecticut.
0: Apparently they do.
1: <laughs> it
0: made no. In, it's because in the
1: high school library.
0: No, it's because they made it the the articles made it to like the New York Times or something. It was like some kind of big deal at the time that she was okay. kidnapped. So okay. apparently it's made national. It made national news because I. And they're
1: only putting her on the milk cartons now, twelve years later. I
0: think they just kind of ran through those. Like they did, like current ones and past ones. But she sometimes saw you them see them. She's never seen it before. She doesn't drink milk. She's lactose intolerant, Sam.
1: Well, no, she's not, but we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> you never hear about her upset stomach, so maybe she's not.
1: Look, well, unless she's got the poo-poo, she ain't lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it freaks her out, and that night at dinner, she recalls a prayer uh, that her other family used to do because that's what you remember when you're three years old.
1: Her memory to three year old is really <laughs> incredible. They gotta like unkidnap her so they can research her brain. <laughs> I know.
0: Here's here's the prayer. Bless this food. Bless this house. May all my brood be quiet as a mouse. Her dad used to say it apparently at the table.
1: Brood. Oof.
0: Because they had multiple kids, I guess.
1: I I, I know what it means, Danielle. <laughs> This is not very complimentary of your family. (laughs)
0: So she feels like she wants to write all this down because she just like, there's too much in her head. So she starts kind of like journaling a little bit about her her ideas and what she thinks happened and blah, blah, blah. And she ends up writing a note to her other parents. Not when she's going to send, but she writes another note to her other parents, letting them know that she's safe. She always has been. Please not let her current parents know because she does love them and that she's sorry she forgot about them. And she puts it in an envelope and like tacks
1: it into her her notebook that she has. I'm sure that won't come back to bite her later.
0: Certainly won't. <laughs> One night she's uh, at her house and she drops her notebook. And what she's done is she's like flattened the milk carton inside of it and clipped it in there. And so she's fl- she drops the notebook and it opens on that page and her parents glance down and she like jumps on it and she's like, can't see that. That's mine. Ah. And she panics and scoops it up before they can see.
1: She needs to like put under her mattress or something.
0: Yes, we'll get there. Maybe. Um. So she's decided Focus she's gonna, she just well you threw me off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you don't want me to direct?
0: So Reeve and her just okay. So she's decided she's kind of like going to let it go. So she's just basically hanging out. She's thinking about it a lot, but she hasn't said anything. So Reeve and her end up spending a lot of time together as the weeks pass. And one day, Reeve admits that he told his sister Lizzie, who's studying to be a lawyer, about what happened. And obviously, she's really angry about that, Janie. Okay, yeah, no
1: kidding. What a betrayal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he explains that he did it because he felt like she needed outside advice because she's just thinking about it constantly. And since uh, Lizzie's going to be a lawyer, like, she'd be a good person to ask.
1: Yes, a lawyer can help you through your psychological trauma.
0: Yes, a lawyer who's not even a lawyer yet can help you through your psychological trauma.
1: Reeve, I know you got, like, the hot for Janie here, but come on. Think through it, bro. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, but unfortunately for him, <laughs> he did not. He told Lizzie, but... Bonus, Lizzie has something interesting to say. What do you think Lizzie has to say, Sam?
1: Um, how the chicken crossed the road. No.
0: What's Lizzie's theory?
1: Oh, I got it. She's been court-kented. She's an alien.
0: Yes. What?
1: What? She's an alien, but adopted by human parents. It's obvious, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, the Other three books in the series actually go sci-fi, and we dis- we discover that Janie's actually an alien living. That's the
1: only way humans. I can imagine they could stretch this paper-thin plot over three books. Uh,
0: really? Because you ready for this? Sure. Lizzie thinks that Hannah actually kidnapped her.
1: So she thinks her mother kidnapped her for the cult.
0: No, didn't kidnap her for the cult. Just flat-out kidnapped her. And then funsies? brought her to her own parents.
1: Claiming she was her biological child. Yep. I mean, sure?
0: Why not? Because <laughs> everybody agrees that her current parents, the Johnsons, would never do that. They don't just they just don't have a kidnapping vibe, I guess.
1: <laughs> yes. You can always tell kidnappers by their vibe. <laughs> That's
0: what they basically what the book says, Sam. I'm just telling you what it says.
1: I really want them to be the ultimate kidnappers because I want them to be like a sinister turn. Uh, like a you, stepford wife kind of thing.
0: M- maybe you'll find out in other books. So they think. This Hannah- <laughs> book has no
1: resolution to this whole big question. I'll be very angry with you, Danielle.
0: <laughs> okay, they think <laughs> that's not Hannah- <laughs> a
1: good laugh. You're a terrible person.
0: They think Anna really did run away from the goal, like that actually happened, and she had probably stopped at the diner along her way. And when little Janie was so cute and sweet, and it sat down next to her, and then they had the Sunday and held her hand, and Hannah had just kind of like. Gone along with it, probably because she craved company and affection. And whether she that was a conscious decision or not, she just like decided to walk off with this. Oh, it was an kid.
1: accidental kidnapping. <laughs> you, just sort of, you stumbled into a kidnapping. Oh, how did this happen? I was just one moment <laughs> at a diner, the next moment, kidnapping a child. That's Ooh,
0: 100% how the book suggests it. It's just that like, she was so distraught from her time with the, the needed oh, company. No. She was so sad that she ended up just walking away with a little kid. By the time she got to her parents' house, it was too late. The kid was hers. <laughs>
1: No. No, no, no. I refuse.
0: <laughs> I like that. Here's the best part. So that's crazy, obviously. Yeah. And I like that Lizzie's like this is definitely what happened. And you'll see you'll see shortly everybody's just like yeah, that's probably what happened, you're right.
1: <laughs> oh, everyone's like so sure this like, absolutely insane thing happened. <laughs> why couldn't she just be hannah's daughter
0: i don't know i don't know why they couldn't just be hannah's daughter that would make the most logical sense
1: and then the daughter do- and then hannah and her cult husband put the you know picture up on the milk carton to try to check hannah down after her parents or her grandparents i guess isolated her from them
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Logically, it would make sense that she's just Hannah's daughter, and the father is the one who put out the kidnapping thing or something. Or, you know,
1: Hannah also, now that she's back in the cult. Whatever. Sure.
0: like she, But they think that Hannah, as soon as she was back in the cult, would have said... That she gave her kid to the parents or whatever.
1: Yeah, but they can't track them down. Did you tell them how they did all this stuff to hide from the cult? Right.
0: So they would have, I guess, put up
1: a kidnapping thing. That's what I'm getting at. It's just that easy.
0: Yes, I agree that that's the most likely course. But no, no, Sam. What happened was that Hannah kidnapped uh, the kid from a whole other family for funsies.
1: <laughs> nonsense. I've lost, like, mmm. <laughs> I remember saying with the sheet cake really brought me out of this book as being <laughs> a piece of reality. This is even, like... I can't identify with any of them. Like, oh, those poor girl. who going through psychological trauma of some situation that is completely insane.
0: Welcome to Caroline B. Cooney.
1: <laughs> okay. Great. I'm so happy you brought me here.
0: <laughs> These are like all the other books that we read from the 90s, Sam. Like... What's his name? Christopher Pike novels. These are exactly the
1: same kind of plot twist where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, but those were like kitschy horror camp books. This is like trying to be a serious drama. She's like suspense thriller. That's kind of her genre. Yeah, but she's also like – you said this is like an award-winning book for the depths of poems into a young girl's psyche. I'm it like- is.
0: I'm just saying it's really – I mean, it sold millions of copies. Like, this is a book. <laughs>
1: I, I know it's a book. I don't think it can be a popular book. I'm not sure if it's like Pulitzer Prize winning delve no, into a, a not, young child's it's psyche. it's not
0: specifically because of that. It's also just like the the drama and suspense of the story. And it goes on, obviously, as I said, for several more books.
1: Okay, sure. Uh, maybe I should read it before I cast this
0: <laughs> So they discuss the ramifications of getting the FBI involved, whether she wants to meet her family, Just cetera. call the
1: number on the milk carton! <laughs>
0: And she decides, Sam, too late, Sam, she decides that she doesn't want to deal with it. It's just too much, and she doesn't want to hurt her family, and et etc. et cetera. So that night, she's hanging out with her friends when one finally asks her why the heck she constantly opens her notebook to stare at a milk carton. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm just going to put it out of my mind. Brings milk curtain to hang out with friends.
0: <laughs> I don't think she's, like, doing it as she's hanging out with her friends at this moment. But just in general, it, like, comes up in conversation. And her mother walks in with snacks and is like, yeah, I've wondered that, too. Since that one time you almost had a heart attack when it fell open in front of us. Like, what the heck, J.D.? What's going on? Like Look, the-
1: <laughs> don't shame her for her spank bank material.
0: <laughs> she looks like doing school constantly.
1: I mean, I'm not here to judge. Teenagers have it hard. <laughs>
0: Well, later, Janie excuses herself and runs up to her room intent on ripping her spank bank material out of the notebook, and <laughs> she decides she's going to rip it up and throw it in the toilet, but of course, she can't do that. And she hides it under her mattress instead. Good call, Sam.
1: Good call. I mean, you know, Idaho cliches work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the only safe place in a bedroom where parents would totally look.
1: No one ever looked under her mattress.
0: Finally, convincing herself it's the right thing to do, Janie does decide to call the 1-800 number, and it rings and rings and it finally goes
1: to a voicemail which is probably just an answering what a terrible like hotline for kidnapped children leave a message we'll find you eventually
0: (laughs) and she hangs up before she can leave a message because of course she does (laughs)
1: I don't know who's running that hotline, but that's awful.
0: He's probably understaffed or only manned between like nine and five or something. Yeah,
1: sure. So why did she call back during business hours?
0: Because you would think like tip hotline, it probably is just a voicemail answering machine, whatever, 90s. Maybe. I don't know. So she finds that as time goes on, she's beating herself up about not having done more when she was little, like when she was kidnapped. Because she didn't scream, she didn't, like, she seems, she only has happy memories of potentially being kidnapped. Like, she seems completely unconcerned by the fact that she suddenly was living with
1: a new family. I'm not saying it's a good thing she was kidnapped, but, like, if the worst thing you can say about your kidnapping is you only have happy memories about it, that's, like, the best case scenario kidnapping. Right. still bad, but not like, hey, I was tortured as a child. Like, no, good thing.
0: Right, but she's just having this, like, weird thing where she's blaming her three-year-old self, which is a, certainly a choice, um, probably needs therapy. Oh, yeah. can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, from what she remembers, she got mad at her, like, biological mom, wandered off, and then just walked away with another person. She's like, I, why was I such a terrible human being when three. I was three? <laughs> <laughs> like, she gives herself no grace for being a child when this went down.
1: I forgive myself for stuff I did when I was, like, 15 when I was yeah. an idiot. Like, <laughs> you're, like, you're pa- i, I we must love it last year Now, I was an idiot. Like, you're constantly becoming less of an idiot as you, as you age, hopefully. I would hope,
0: yeah. Well, no, she's totally, like, bearing down on the fact that, like, as a child, she was just – she didn't do enough. And I think – I well, I think that's probably something some people feel. I also think, boy, man, you were three. <laughs> like, let it go.
1: All those child jujitsu lessons went to waste, apparently.
0: I know. Like, you don't even know what's happening when you're three.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't even remember any of it anyway, but that's a whole other problem.
0: So she decides that she wants to be the kind of person who would be better than that, and she tells Reeve that the little girl never looked back and she hates her for that. And I feel like, again, that's a lot of blame to assign to a
1: three-year-old. And you don't even know if that's true or not.
0: Yeah, you don't have full memories at that time, so maybe you did
1: scream into her. You're way. just Who assuming knows? you wandered off with Hannah.
0: So Reeve tells her that he's worried about her, that he thought maybe she could forget about it or at least move on from it, but she obviously can't and it's destroying her. And so she, she needs to talk to her parents about it. And she refuses because she'll ha- she feels like she has to trade in her parents for a new set and she doesn't feel like she can do that. Which is crazy because no. I know she's 15, but like what you're not no what they'd figure something out.
1: <laughs> right. Like, you know, if your grandparents are truly blameless in this situation, and I know it'd be very difficult, awkward probably, but I'm sure you would find a way to have like Hey, they're all Uncle and Auntie Jones. Sure, that like, we see I mean, for the holidays or whatever. Yeah,
0: right. And maybe you would have to go back and live with your other family. No, but maybe you could do summers with the other ones. Like, it's not like you're just like switching up, never going to see the other family ever again.
1: Right? Like, you, you you still have some agency here. You're almost an adult in a few years.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: Apparently, she's not ready for adulthood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's very 15. <laughs> like, probably <Ugh>. young 15.
1: <laughs> she's like the youngest 15. She's 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 8 going on 15.
0: Yeah, but Reeve does – I guess Reeve is slightly more mature. Who knew? Uh, he points out that nobody's going to make her just switch her parents. <laughs> that They just – they figured it out. Like, basically, they
1: figured it out. She's unconvinced by this, I bet.
0: No, he tells her that she needs to bring her parents into the mess or he's not going to see her again. And she's like, fine, and she storms off. So I don't think he should have given the ultimatum, but here we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not the healthiest way to check with people with ultimatums.
0: At school, she checks her notebook. She's like in a funk you know she's like i've got to see the notebook again i think she's using it it's kind of like an obsessive anxiety tool so at school she checks her notebook wanting to see the milk carton again and remembers that it's under her mattress but she realizes that her notebook which was in her locker and the note that she wrote to her other parents is missing
1: oh (gasps) Oh, no! her parents found it who did not see this coming consequences for my own actions i never expected this
0: I don't think her parents found it. It's been at
1: school, so what did her parents dig through a locker? Oh, I don't know. Maybe some bullies found it. I uh, whatever. It's the very nineties. <laughs> bullies are probably involved somehow. <laughs>
0: Well, the stories are almost over. So I don't think police were that
1: involved. It's almost over. There's nothing happened in this story. <laughs> this is a nothing story. You said, "Oh, I want a cliffhanger." No, there's been. it's all self-contained. No, there's nothing here. You're gonna hate this, Sam. <laughs> Danielle, this is nothing. This is like a whole book of setup. This is worse than Hyperion in terms of having no story. <laughs>
0: So she panics. She panics because her notebook's missing and she's worried that it's been sent. She goes straight to Reeve and, like, pulls him out of class. Did she put an
1: address on it?
0: Yeah, she addressed. She didn't do a stamp, but she addressed it, um, return address, and, like, put the note in there. I don't know what her thought process was, but she was carrying it around like a little security blanket and now it's missing.
1: Did Reeve mail it?
0: Uh, I can't tell you that because everybody just assumes that it's been sent for reasons unknown. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh I found this random envelope on the floor. Let me put a stamp on it and mail it. has
0: her name on it, I think, or at least an address. Like I think I'll just put it I'll just put it in the mailbox. Not what you I would do. Uh
1: um,
0: Reeve convinces her to call Lizzie, who I don't know why.
1: <laughs> What's she gonna do? Like I am a lawyer. I have the power of finding lost mail.
0: Well he comes she comes down to like help her field things because if it's been sent, then obviously the other family's gonna find out you know, that she exists and that she's living with this she's got family. like three or four
1: days. It's probably fine.
0: It's probably fine. However, Lizzie decides to come down and help. So she's like, comes down so that she can talk to her parents with Lizzie present, I guess.
1: This is my representative family. I'm looking for <laughs> emancipation. Yeah, exactly.
0: And they finally tell her parents. And we're all like, well, you know, I guess that makes sense. I guess Hannah could have kidnapped you. Sure. <laughs> They just go with
1: it. They take that. Everyone is so (laughs) on board with this Hannah kidnaps theory. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. And they're like, well, I assume the FBI is going to show up anytime now. Like, letters don't take that long.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is so stupid.
0: And the phone rings as they're discussing it, and they all kind of panic and just let it ring and ring and ring, including Lizzie, who's being absolutely no help if she's supposed to be the representative
1: in this case. (laughs) What's the point of i going to sit there like scared meerkats as the phone rings?
0: I don't know, but it's not like, I think this is literally like the same day. So it's not, it's the letter wouldn't even be there. So the phone ringing is probably just coincidental.
1: Unrelated, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which her father points out, like, you know that... that's unlikely. Also, he's po- he goes, it's also possible that the letter just got swept up with the trash and thrown away. Like, we have absolutely no proof that it was actually People sent to anybody. People jump to
1: conclusions so rapidly in this story. <laughs> the, it's, the letter's been sent, Hannah kidnapped you. This is really, like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's wild. And her mother says if they don't take any action, knowing that this is probably the case, that she would probably was actually kidnapped from this family in New Jersey. Probably.
1: Probably the case. You, what
0: evidence for probably? That she was – I mean, why else would it say she was kidnapped from New Jersey if, like, Hannah didn't kidnap her from New Jersey? Like, so Maybe Hannah
1: and her you know, husband are living in Jersey now. I don't know where the cult is.
0: Well, the cult's in California. We established that earlier. It was in
1: California. They don't know where. It. People leave and move. <laughs>
0: That's true. It's possible. They're just kidnapped from Jersey. Who knows? Sam, I don't know.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is they're jumping to immense conclusions. Like, oh, yep, yeah, Hannah definitely kidnapped you from Jersey. That's exactly what happened. Like, you have no evidence for anything. <laughs> I any don't of disagree
0: this. with that. So, but her mother says that if they, if that's true, if she was kidnapped and they don't take any action, then they might as well have kidnapped her. Like the, like the two of them might have well kidnapped her because it's, it's not morally right to not tell sure. anybody that she's potentially this kidnapped child.
1: So, call the tip line. Talk to somebody. Figure it out. Don't just make an assumption.
0: No, they skip that part entirely, Sam. So what they decide to do is Children they're going to call the family. No, they're going to call the family. They're going to start. Th- they pick up the phone to make the call. They hand the phone to Janie, and Janie says, "Hi, it's your daughter, me, Jenny."
1: That's the, end Does of the, the book. the book end?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. The end of the book. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> books. I mean, I'm not saying the book's terrible. It's a terrible ending,
0: though. <laughs> that's because the second book picks up with the other stuff going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not family. It, but, but you misrepresented it grossly. I say oh, it's mostly standalone.
0: <laughs> I just meant that. That was a
1: lie. I that just was a meant flat that, out no. no I'm not, that you I get meant. With this one, to lie.
0: I meant that if you read this book, which just like, is she gonna reach out to the family or not? That part's resolved. She obviously reaches out to the family. Obviously, that's, does that's, not resolve that's the entire. Exciting
1: the <laughs> incident, Danielle. Of the book. That's like that's the book. Starting the story.
0: But the story for this book, if you read it, the story for this book is like her coming to terms with this idea that she's not who she thought she was.
1: Yeah, but when the idea is actually valid, like what happens if you Poof on, hi, it's me, you're talking like, Jane, Like, we don't have a daughter named Janie, I not know who you're talking about, go away. <laughs> Boom, there, that's the end of the book.
0: Problem <laughs> solved, that'd be hilarious, but no.
1: Wild. That's insane.
0: No, I thought you'd appreciate that.
1: Appreciate's a strong word. Uh, <laughs> Maybe there was a lot more in the reading than in the retelling.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, really well-known series, really well-known book. Do you want to like, take a gander at what the other names of the books are in the series? There's the three other
1: ones. The girl on the soy milk carton.
0: No, there wasn't soy milk. It's 1990s, I have to stay with it.
1: The girl on the yogurt bottle. No. The girl on the jumbotron.
0: No, they're not girl- the girl anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Danielle, I'm on a roll here for great ideas for book names. <laughs> Give up. All right, gander me up then.
0: No, whatever happened to J.D. is the next one.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna finally answer that question.
0: Do you want a summary? We good. No,
1: because you're not gonna make you do that book. You dug this hole.
0: <laughs> you make me do all four books. All of them. That's good because the next one's crazy. The voice on the radio is the next one.
1: Oh, I hear a voice on the radio. I must have been kidnapped from a radio station.
0: Maybe there are fine. The next one's what Janie found.
1: Um, how Stella got her groove back?
0: No, the last one is <laughs> Janie face to face.
1: Uh, this sounds like a... <laughs> Prize fight? I don't know. <laughs> Jane
0: face to face makes it sound like she was like, uh, there's like twins or something going on. No, it on. sounds
1: like one of those like Barbara Walters interviews, you know? <laughs> That's true. You know, like, you know, someone who was like, Barbara Walters interviews herself. Barbara Walters face to face kind of thing.
0: <laughs> That'd be hilarious.
1: I'd love that. oh I miss Babs. But, <laughs> 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 oh, that was something, Danielle.
0: You're welcome. I thought I... you'd appreciate the, uh, Escalation of nonsense, and then the complete uh, capability
1: she has Damp to... squib of the ending.
0: <laughs> yes, and the like, immense ability she has to remember everything that ever happened at the age of three.
1: Look, I can forgive the literary device of giving her a perfect three-year-old memory. I don't mean her memory 3 I mean a memory of being a three-year-old. But I will not... Cotton to jumping to wild conclusions of everyone and the whole universe just <laughs> accepts is obviously true.
0: My favorite part is so when they're like Hannah kidnapped her, you're like, Yep, Hannah kidnapped Yep, that must have been what happened. Oh well, Hannah that kidnapped sounds like her. Hannah.
1: She always <laughs> talked about how she wanted to kidnap a child one day. She had a, she had a she had a vision board of kidnapping children <laughs> up in her room. And we thought, no, that's just her being Hannah. I never thought she'd actually go through it. So she showed up with a child, which assumed it was hers, but I guess it was her kidnapped. She really accomplished her dreams that Hannah. Good for her,
0: there's even a part in the book where the mom was like, Maybe we should have questioned it more when Hannah just showed up with the child, but you know, we hadn't seen her in so long, we just figured that's what happened like, she'd had a kid and brought it to us.
1: <laughs> it was so weird. She was wearing a t shirt with an arrow pointing at the beard that said, I'm with kidnapped, <laughs> winning Fresh at the time.
0: <laughs> I remember I was just when I was reading that, I was like, Why is that just true? <laughs> like, what? Sure, it's a theory, a theory that could potentially be true.
1: But there are so many other explanations that are way more logical. I'm not saying this couldn't happen or it was impossible to happen, but the fact that they jumped to that conclusion to the exclusion of every other possible explanation immediately is yeah. nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's wild. And then they like immediately contact the family, which seems crazy to me. I feel like I would have gone
1: through a third party. What yeah, I, I would have like, gone through the like, – somebody put the ad in the milk carton, so I would contact those people. They probably have a, a process for this.
0: Yeah. So it's not quite so like, hi, I'm your daughter. I'm here. Let me just I drop think, this bombshell
1: on you in the middle of your day. <laughs> so. Also, why was there any sort of latent romance between her and Reeve?
0: Because they're like – they've been – because it carries on through the rest of the series. They've been best okay. friends since
1: they were little kids. Sure. I mean that – I guess being best friends with someone since you're little kids, you have to start dating them.
0: Well, in 1990, yes. <laughs>
1: You know my feelings on those kind of assumptions about <laughs> friendships and how upsetting and fear- infuriating I find them.
0: Well, in 1990, apparently there were no friends that were boys and girls, or whatever sex you were attracted to, you could not be friends with them.
1: Apparently not. Impossible. <laughs> yes, and I our friendship's a fraud. We should never do this podcast again. This is our last episode, everybody. Bye.
0: This is what we're ending on cliffhanger. It's your, for- for- yeah, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, yeah, your fault. And no and
1: ending that <laughs> uh, No one really cared about that anyway, I'm sure. They're just like, hearing me rant. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's true.
1: No, I think it's really good. I, I can't, we can't end it. You're right. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm retired. <laughs>
0: we to at least finish book two. Everybody's oh, been waiting man. for the climax of book two. And then what, what's the third book called? Endymion.
1: Indim- Endymion. How is this? You're just making nonsense. <laughs> how are you saying Endymion's <laughs> a crazy name, but Janie, face to face? Oh.
0: Endymion. It's the name yes. of a planet. It's like Hyperion 2. No, I think it's another
1: uh, – I looked it up once. I forgot what it was. It's, some, it's another like Greek reference, I think, in the same way Hyperion is.
0: Well, I'm sure I'll learn about it. I'm sure I'll have to research things because Sam won't.
1: Yeah, hey, look, Danielle. If I've <laughs> learned anything, it's why do the work when someone else will do it for you.
0: Nobody told me this podcast would involve
1: research. <laughs> <laughs> no one's telling you it has to. Ask you. You're the one who's <laughs> taking up the, the initiative to do that. I felt
0: like I needed to know more about Keats. We literally talk about him every week.
1: <laughs> do you really need to know more about Keats than what's in the book? I think it's more fun to have, like, no idea what Keats is all about and be like, but then why the references. so important? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking about Keats and I'm like, oh, that's weird. All right. Well, I guess he's important in some way.
0: I'm going to read a book about Keats or watch a movie.
1: You're going to read like a biography of Keats?
0: I might. We already it's got a the biography a from the book.
1: He it's true. Right? Loved I know Fanny. a lot about Keats. She had to be sent to the the Italian countryside to die of consumption with with his friend Severn. Boom. Done. Keats' life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, was you wrote some poems life. sometimes
1: in there. You wrote some poems in there. Why oh, are we talking about Keith steering the Girl in the Milk carton episode, Danielle? <laughs> Your brain gets really focused on Hyperion. For someone who, like, can't remember any details about the books at all, you are focused on it.
0: It's ever since you told me that um, call it oh, the crabs was, like, actually Hyperion. Now it's stuck in my head that all books are Hyperion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have found... We have found <laughs> This is the hero's journey in a book form. We have found the meta narrative. Yes. Um this is like the Joseph Campbellian idea of the the Uber myth or whatever sure, <laughs> of the story. Hyperion is the new benchmark that we're going to use to describe all stories. Oh
0: god! It's only because we've stayed with it for so freaking long.
1: <laughs> Danielle, can't you see, like? Read Hyperion, for it contains everything. Yes, all stories are Hyperion. I mean, what? How is the girl in the milk carton basically Hyperion? Well, you the have face, a, a the girl.
0: face on the milk carton, Sam. It's a face, not a girl.
1: Whatever. I mean, it's a girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right. To say anyway, how is the, how is the milk carton represented? Like maybe the milk carton's a shrike, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll think on it. I'll write my thesis.
1: Please do. I want I want to hear a comprehensive analysis that compares Hyperion to everything you do from henceforward.
0: Perfect on it.
1: Great. Well, if you have a suggestion for how Hyperion could fit into other literary works, uh, you can send those ideas to us at bookretorts.com.
0: You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at
1: bookretorts. And if you want to fund us finally getting our birth certificates figured out, you can do so (laughs) at patreon.com slash bookretorts.
0: It's very expensive to get a birth certificate, you
1: guys. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. why? If you
0: don't live in the state where you you were born, it is a lot of money.
1: (laughs) I still maintain I should not need to prove that I exist.
0: I'm more offended that I have to Find a notary than that I had to pay, to be honest.
1: <laughs> you know, my mom's a notary.
0: How, how is that? How did I? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know much effort? <laughs> I waited for days for the e- lady to email me back.
1: <laughs> Just ask my mom. I think, she, I think she's a, still a notary. It's I, I too think late. She...
0: I have an appointment tomorrow at noon. It's fine.
1: My dad <laughs> but, was also a notary. We have notaries all of my family. I used notary, to Sania. be a
0: notary, but that's not helpful to me. <laughs>
1: Man, Danielle. So
0: to my coworker, she's like, yeah, I used to be a notary, but I can't help you now. And I was like, why is everybody I know used to be a notary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. Stupid. Well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> can't help you, Danielle. Should have asked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should have asked, hey, is your mom a notary by chance for no reason whatsoever? Look, you never know, Danielle. If you ever ask, you'll never know. It's fine. The library has free notary services.
1: <laughs> for Notary. Frotary.
0: Library notary. Notabary. Rotary. Okay. We need to end. Cut. Uh, This
1: book has ruined my brain. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, everyone, don't get kidnapped by accident. Or don't accidentally kidnap somebody. That's a better one. Don't accidentally kidnap anyone.
0: Don't, in a haze of cult-induced, I don't know, hysteria, kidnap somebody and bring them back to
1: your parents, pretend that they're yours. And then abandon them immediately. Like, kidnap them for all 12 hours. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, until then, bye.
0: Take care, everybody. We'll be
1: I'm still holding out hope that that whole, like, nonsense is nonsense. Like, that they're all wrong about them being kidnapped by an accident. By they're Hannah. almost certainly
0: not wrong about Canada kidnapping I know, her. but I can, hold, I can have hope, Danielle. Let me have hope. I'll let you have hope until I do book two. Maybe that's what I'll do after the next <laughs> Hyperion episode. Perfect.